Welcome to ALC Pan-African Radio's Education Program. The Education Program is a radio production by African Leadership Center Fellows based at the Center, where they analyze diverse issues on peace and security in Africa. History has shown how the leadership efforts of collectives or groups of people can be a force for change. Wadesa Rukato, a fellow at the African Leadership Center, who was born in Zimbabwe and grew up in South Africa, looks at collective leadership and in what ways students are particularly well positioned to exercise collective leadership, to agitate, challenge social structures and drive social change. The African National Congress is an organization with a tradition of collective effort. And uh, everything uh, that we did must not be looked at in isolation. It must be examined from the point of view of that tradition of collective leadership. It was that leadership that decided to focus on a particular individual, not because uh, he had qualities which put, placed him head and shoulders above others, but uh, somebody who was part of a team and who would never be able to play any important role uh, if he had acted independently from that team. That was former President of South Africa, Nelson Mandela, speaking in a 1993 interview about the collective leadership of the ANC during the anti-apartheid struggle. While Mandela uses the terms collective leadership and collective effort, what he subsequently describes is the emergence of a single individual who establishes mutuality with team members or followers and is, therefore, chosen to represent their interests as the leader. Herein lies the collective leadership conundrum. When leadership is consistently defined as operating at the individual level, is it at all possible for groups of individuals to enact leadership collectively? To consider this question, it is sensible to first define collective leadership. According to scholars, at the core of the concept of shared leadership or collective leadership is the idea that instances of leadership can be attributed to the collective leading itself. Some scholars define collective leadership as a dynamic, interactive influence process among individuals in groups for which the objective is to lead one another to the achievement of a group or organizational goal. Others define public leadership as a form of collective leadership that improves life in communities through the effort of public, private and voluntary individuals. The focal unit of analysis for this type of leadership is the group, organization or collective and its engagement with external factors. Within the collective, leadership does not sit in the hands of a single individual. This is despite the fact that sometimes one person is seen as representing the collective, even if this person does not wield a monopoly over influence. This seems to be what President Mandela was referring to in the clip we heard earlier. Collective leadership is not static. The ability of leadership to endure over time depends on the ability of the collective to remain connected by a mutual goal. Therefore, the emergence of new or unexpected challenges and the divergence of individual interests over time is a challenge to collective leadership. I now consider how university students are well positioned to exercise collective leadership. Youth movements are having clear impacts across the world. 
from the Arab Spring in North Africa and the Middle East to the fuel riots in Nigeria to fees must fall students' movements in South Africa to striking and rioting in Greece to student occupations that have changed the political scene in Britain and Madrid's anti-austerity indignados movement that has changed Spain's politics to students' protests in Chile and Quebec that have completely changed the political atmosphere. That was Sukaina Hamia, a former fellow at the African Leadership Center, speaking on the impacts of contemporary youth-led movements around the world. Historically, student movements in particular have been powerful vehicles for challenging the status quo in African countries and around the world. When I speak about students here, I'm particularly referring to university students, although the recent global youth strike for climate clearly demonstrates that even students in primary school and younger can demand more from leaders through collective action. As a socio-political space, the university has a unique capacity to become the site of radical or revolutionary activism. Students exist as a distinct social group, and their politics are a distinctive form of political action within the broader society. According to scholars, student movements exert influence through collective or distributive power. While the power dynamic that defines individual power is the power of A over B, Collective or distributive power is the power of A and B together. Thus, the ability of individuals to cooperate and organize on university campuses is important for the strengthening of collective power. The capacity of student movements to generate mutuality with broader socio-economic and usually working-class concerns is important for determining the scale of activism and its potential to challenge existing socio-political structures. Thus, student protests that grow into general protests tend to be closely tied with wider societal disaffection and industrial action in particular. It has been argued that in post-colonial Africa, the privileged status that students had in society positioned them well for collective action. Students existed as a privileged group due to the relative weakness of other groups in civil society, a shared identity with political elites, societal perceptions about the status conferred by education, and the scarcity of opportunities for tertiary education. This has changed considerably in contemporary times. In many African countries, jobs for university graduates are few, youth unemployment rates are high, and the instrumental value and utility of tertiary education is increasingly questionable. How then do we measure the success of collective leadership that is exercised by a student movement? Success can be measured based on the ability of the student movement to gain traction, visibility, and eventually form a protest. This requires the successful establishment of mutuality with the working class and other social groups. It can also be measured according to the capacity to challenge the stability of oppressive social, economic, or political structures. Most intuitively, success can be measured according to the student's ability to attain the initial goals or demands of the protest. Given Africa's young population, students will long remain a key demographic for challenging authority, not least for their potential to use student activism and collective leadership as a tool for mobilizing and agitating. Despite the challenges that some African universities face, these institutions will remain important platforms for the ability of students to push for change through collective leadership.
that was Wadaisa Rukato, a fellow at the African Leadership Center looking at how students exercise collective leadership. Thank you for listening to ALC Pan-African Radio Education Program. For feedback on this and other programs, please visit our website at www.alcafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook, ALC Radio, numeral number one.